Great to be with you once again, another edition of the Brattlecast. The stories abound. It's so much fun to sit down with Ken Gloss to actually give you a chance to talk to this guy and hear him when he's not so busy chasing down rare books and uh, meeting people from all over the world doing Antiques Roadshow. Today, I, I commented to you right before coming on the air that I live very close to the Brattle Bookshop on West Street. I live right around the corner, literally. I love heading over there to browse. I also love heading over there just to check out the action. And boy, of late, there has been a lot of activity. Well, one of the nice things for people who don't know my shop or, or my family shop is that not only do we have a three-story building with thousands or hundreds of thousands of books inside and th- over three floors, but we have an outside area uh, where literally – We'd have two or 3,000 books every day, all year long, unless it's raining or snowing. Uh, and <coughs> people, they're dollar three and five. And people love to browse those sections. There are some great bargains. But if you, especially on a nice weather day, a Saturday, which you say you That's walk when by I get a lot by, of, yeah. Well, it, those <clears throat> are particularly busy days. So it hits you immediately. That that outside area, you don't have to go in the store, you don't have to see in the store, you just see tons of people uh, shopping, looking. And one of the things that you will also see, and we'll talk about a little bit more, if you stay there, let's say for 5, 10, 15 minutes, it will be a never-ending process, and, and no one has ever got hurt doing this, of people standing taking pictures. And the reason I say no one's ever gotten hurt is half the people walk out far enough away so they can get a picture of the whole lot, which means they're in the middle of the street. We have yet to have anybody hit by a car taking pictures of all the people browsing in the store. Exactly. Um, Selfies are in rage all the time in Vogue, but they are especially exciting when you're standing in front of something so historic, which is your store. But it's like alfresco dining, but you're buying books. Uh, Buying books. And actually, in the summertime now, with some of the restaurants, they can have outdoor dining and you can sit and watch people uh, (laughs) do it. But it's So so getting back to the camera and and the pictures and the phones, that has had to have had an impact, right? It's it's incredible the impact. It's it's funny because growing up in the store with my father, my father was a character to say the least, and he was also did lectures. He got on public television auctions. He got on TV. He was all uh, radio shows, always sort of promoting the store. Now. Part of it was he loved to be in the center of attention. He did indeed. But also, it was very good for business. But mm. it was, he did it because that was his personality. I've done it for years, and it's a little bit more planned and organized because that's my personality. But keep the name out there. People won't forget about you. You, you stopped it, which is one of the reasons I do this podcast. Right. But the people taking pictures. We always knew they did it, but where it's had a huge effect, it's almost like it grows on itself, is people now take those pictures and they post them on Instagram or they take a little short video and put it on TikTok. And we get hundreds and hundreds of pictures tagging us constantly on social media, which then has gotten people seeing it and they go, well, when we're in that area, when we're in Boston, 
we've got to go there. And then they take pictures. So this wasn't something that we planned to put outdoor books there so that people would come die and take pictures on Instagram and then post it. <laughs> you know what the best part of this whole thing is? They're taking pictures using the most up-to-date technology in terms of social media and communication. What are they taking pictures of? Classic old rare books. <laughs> and themselves flipping through them. I love yeah, it. Yeah, some of them are selfies. Some of them are their friends uh, yeah. looking at it. But So we have an Instagram on the store, and we actually have nice little things about the store on Instagram. But the major Instagram is not what we do. It's what people have just naturally done now. One of the big effects of that, in addition to everybody, uh, you know, saying, well, gee, we're a place to come to in the city of Boston, which I absolutely agree with, I I will not, is before the pandemic, Saturday was always our busiest day. or we'd, We'd always get tourists and people from out of town. A large part of our customer base was quite honestly older, particularly older men. Now... A lot of the older men have not come back. Either they're still worried about COVID or they're old. They're two mm. or three years older. Also, it's just recent that people are starting to trickle back into the office buildings because we used to get a big lunch crowd. After the pandemic, though, we've actually been busier, more people than before the pandemic which we relate a lot to social media. And one of the reasons we do that, the average age of the person coming in the store is probably 30 or 40 years younger. It, it, you might not have noticed it. Uh, oh, I've, noti- I've noticed it, Ken. And, that, that, and, and I don't want to throw the H word hipster around, but I think there's an element of not that hipster we all picture, you know, but the fact that vinyl records are back in vogue. And, there's something very quaint and something very real about the products you have for sale and the products you have on display. And I think there's a return to community. It's a community place. Well, it is, and also books, uh, quote, retro. They are. <laughs> and, 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 and the other thing that we found is, so we're getting lots more people in. Now, we're also finding that the group that are, and it, it, when you walk in, it's very obvious. It's a younger college age, just post-college, 30s, maybe even getting into the 40s. You still have the older, but it's not just buying a bag full of books at a dollar of Agatha Christie or something like that, or buying you know a $5 book at 10 uh, Some of the people are going up to our third floor rare book room and spending 50 and 100 and 200 it's a totally different mindset. Uh, we used to get a lot of old textbooks in. And when I say old textbooks, I'm talking, you know, 1850s, 60s, 70s, 100, 150, even 200-year-old textbooks. The, the Our older customers who have maybe been collecting books for 30, 40, 50 years, they go, yeah, there's no real interest in those. We don't care about those. They're, they're, they're you know, they're not... That rare, except for a few. Mm-hmm. Put those out with kids who are in their 20s and 30s at $25. It's cheaper than a new book. And they look at, this is 150 years old. It's only $25. And things that weren't moving out that quickly, they're grabbing. And, and we can't get enough of them in some cases. This, it, it, 
it's a different thing that they look at, and they look at it from a different perspective. On the other hand, there are some books that uh, people were buying, like Histories of World War II. The main buyer of Histories of World War II were veterans who fought in World War II. Needless to say, most of them are not adding to their book collections right now. So we're noticing a definite shift in what people are buying and how they're buying it, but particularly their age and the new enthusiasm. A lot of uh, these people, first of all, they come in maybe to visit schools in Boston, maybe graduation, maybe tourism, and they've never really seen a used, secondhand, old, antiquarian bookstore. Maybe they've seen a Barnes & Noble. Maybe they've seen something like that. It's funny you mentioned B and N. As you know, Ken, the big ones are closing. The ones in Boston, there's one on the Prudential Center, which is a major shopping hub. That's going away. The one in uh, not far from where we record the podcast is going away. You, on the other hand are solid as a rock, and you're staying right where you are. Well, as long as I stay healthy. I mean, I I plan on doing this forever. Uh, You know, why not? Ah, You Uh, look fit to me. I think you'll be fine. uh, No, but I think think that's a very uh, important statement because we're seeing the big chains and all the— but there's a desire, a thirst among the younger generations of us who we want to touch something. We want to hold something. But isn't it cool that they're spreading the word through the most advanced technology man has ever created well, it, to it, communicate? It, it, it's absolutely it's, – it's sort of a dichotomy because there are some books that they won't touch or buy. Uh, how many people have bought a dictionary lately? How, how many have bought an encyclopedia? Yeah. You get your information in a different way and uh, people are very aware of that. So the technology has changed – what people buy in many ways and how they buy it, it's changed how-to books. I mean, YouTube, in many cases, does a much better job on how to fix this, how to play tennis, how to do that. On the other hand, it opens up the world to what things and what items are available. And like I say, it's uh, what we're finding is that People love it. They're introduced to it. Uh, we're very fortunate uh, that we are there. We actually own our property, which is one of the reasons we can have an empty lot next to the store selling books at a dollar three and five in a major city. Um, the The other part of that is that that we run it, like I say, that we we run the property. Uh, we have it. But people can come in, they can look, they can browse, they ask a lot of questions, they seem to have fun, uh, and there aren't that many stores around the country or around the world that have this type of thing. And they're introduced to new items, new books, new interests, and they ask us questions a lot. And one of the things they always say, and this is something I've repeated a few times, if you if you ask a question of a person who loves what they do, problem isn't getting an answer. It's getting them to stop answering, <laughs> and and you know sometimes yeah. it's the stories uh, that you can relate to it. Folks, just do yourself a favor if you haven't already done so. Go to brattlebookshop.com and you can. 
connect to all the social media platforms. And I'm on Instagram now as we're recording this. And just you could lose yourself completely in uh, in this whole deal. And I realized as I'm talking to you that I'm not an Instagram player. I'm going to have to get on the stick and join the in crowd. Well, the the problem is I'm not either. Uh, and <laughs> But you got people there who are. Well, that's the thing. I... Uh, we just hired a, a, a new person for part-time, and one of the things, they, they had had experience with social media. I said, and I said to her, I said, I understand social media. I understand that it, it has tremendous effect on the business, on getting people interested and getting things out there. I understand that it tells a story. I just don't understand how to do it. Uh, the mechanics, the logistics of doing it. So I need that help. But there are many people who can do it. Yeah. Also, we post, but it's just a fraction of what goes up on Instagram is what we create. Right. It's the thousands of people who post themselves and then tag us, and other people see that, and that's actually what's driven it. It's it's. Totally was unplanned, but we see that the uh, that that has its effect, and people come in and they well, love it, and that's a new way to advertise. Listeners should know that this man loves to be tagged. So you, you're it's your favorite game. Tag, well, you're it, and come down to the store and come <laughs> in and uh, you know either get that one novel to read while you're flying home on the plane or the train or the car, not while you're driving, right, uh, right. and. Uh, or, you know, look through books that are two, three, five hundred years old, ask about them, we'll tell you it, the stories. I'm spoiled because I live so close, but one of my favorite things to do is just stand outside on a beautiful day, weed through hundreds of books, pick up six or seven, and I'm good to go. And I probably end up spending 20 bucks or 30 bucks, and it's the greatest investment because those books will live around forever. Well, one of the things I also tell people is, you know, if you buy a bag of books and they're a couple of dollars each, if it turns out you don't like a couple of them, even if you like one, you're way ahead. Oh, yeah. But when you were mentioning a store like Barnes & Noble or some of the other good large bookstores, the best thing in the world that could happen to us is not that they close, is that they would move next door to us because it would bookstores and I guess antique stores and that, the more there are in one area, the area itself becomes a drawer. Mm. So we don't want to see Barnes & Noble go out of business. Oh, no, no, we no. want to see them come in and be very close to us because it draws, they sell the, the new books we complement. As you know, there are some retail open spaces because of the pandemic. I would just beg that a bookstore comes in. You know, a, a current bookstore that has current uh, sales product. Because uh, I'm selfish. I love to browse and I love bookstores and I, I would make I, a nice neighbor for you. I go to new bookstores too. Even though I have <laughs> X thousands of books, um, I live relatively close to the I, I, Barnes & Noble and you'll see me in there on Saturdays. And sometimes there's a new book that I've heard about. Yeah. I know I might not get it in for a couple of years. And then... See, I also have a big advantage is if I think the book's a little high priced, like $20, $30, I know after I read it, I can sell it for half of that. See, that's the <laughs> advantage of being Ken Gloss. There are lots of advantages. He travels the world. He meets all these interesting people. He discovers these rare treasures. And he's a good businessman. 
Well, it, it's fun. And, uh, and then we, we don't do author signings, but there is one author that if you want a book signed by Doris Goodwin, we're the people, we're the only place where you can get the, the and, signed books. And that's about as impressive as you get. And, I love her, and, and the world loves her. She's amazing. And I get to read her books, too. And even there was one, and, and this, again, shows how fascinating you can get. There was one book that she wrote uh, recently on leadership, mm-hmm. and that she took different people. Yeah, no, I read and, it. It's great. And yeah. the example that she took for Theodore Roosevelt was a, about a 25-page letter that he wrote to the governor of Massachusetts about the coal strike and how to handle the trusts and the it was a, it was a great letter. And I said to her, you know, I know that you saw that letter at the Massachusetts Historical Society because when it was donated, the person who donated it, they needed an appraisal. And I was the one who appraised that letter, and I even knew who donated it, did the appraisal, which got it to the Massachusetts Historical Society, which then Doris Goodwin used in her book. And then you can buy a signed copy of that, the only new book we carry. Uh, That's great (laughs) trivia. I did not know that. That, uh, That's a a real takeaway for me. I love that. And I've, I've interviewed Doris in the past, and she's... Phenomenal. What a talent and a great historian and great Bostonian. So you can go from social media, Instagram, lots and lots of young people coming in to talking about Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) But that's one of the fun things about it because when you go and you're looking in or outside where people are particularly taking pictures or inside, there are so many books there that are interesting that nobody knows even exist and I think that's also drawing a lot of the younger people, and some of them are even posting pictures of the books they've found that exists, a 200-year-old textbook on the reading, writing, and arithmetic, and whatever. If you don't believe in uh, treasures, you haven't gone hunting at an old bookstore like the Brattle. Fascinating. And uh, let's keep those Instagram shots coming and keep tagging. <laughs> we, we love it. Ken, as always, a delight to uh, travel with you on any uh, forum and in any decade, in any century, as we explore the, the love of books. Well, the, every book was put out because somebody was interested at some point, and it's just mining those uh, stories that we love to do. Go to brattlebookshop.com, brattlebookshop.com, and Ken and I will be back real soon. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you.